Hello, I'm Amber Lava and welcome to another episode of Fashion Avenue. I started a fashion and beauty blog back in 2011. I am a journalist by trade and being so obsessed and so immersed in everything in this industry, I decided to create a podcast almost two years ago now. While things are pretty and fun to look at, I've always been interested in knowing the stories behind some of our favorite brands and some of the most innovative people in the industry. Today, I'm chatting to Lisa Seskin, founder and designer behind LMS The Brand. Working in the fashion industry for over 10 years gave Lisa the know-how to launch her successful shoe brand. And after only a year in business, she's already scored celebrities like Bella Hadid and Emma Roberts wearing her shoes. If you want to know how Lisa did just that, what it's like designing shoes and how long it took her to launch her brand, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of Fashion Avenue. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on Fashion Avenue. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really good, thanks. Oh, How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. This is um a bit of bit of something different for the podcast because I haven't actually spoken to a shoe designer or anyone in that kind of realm. So this is quite new and exciting. Oh, good. I'm glad to be the first. Yeah, this is, this is great. So tell me <laughs> about your introduction to the fashion industry because I know that your dad is a veteran retailer, Hilton Seskin. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank to fame, although I try to shy away from that one, but you got me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I um, I actually start, it started a long time ago on the, um, you know, 14, nine months. As soon as I could kind of get into the workforce, I started working on um, actually in the back room processing stock at Glue Store, Hornsey, if anyone knows where that is. Right. Um, and yeah, I actually funny enough only started, you know doing a bit of press and, and chatting um, about my background I, I actually realized that you know as soon as I started working on the shop floor it was my first department was the footwear department which is kind of ironic now yeah um so uh, yeah, I worked at, at glue um in the retail like in, working in retail um during school and then while I was studying I started working in the marketing team and quickly actually moved into the buying department for glue store wow. and and, you know, during my last year of uni, I was working um, as a buyer full-time. So I would study at night. And I, from then, I was in the team for about five years. And I had some um, experience developing pro- uh, in-house brands and products. And that kind of gave me the confidence to really start something on my own. Wow. Because I had, you know, was around lots of designers and factories and, you know, seeing both side of things, the branded side of things, and also, yeah, the retail side of things so yeah it was I I felt like I needed that grounding and that experience to have the confidence to get into something on my own because it was always something I wanted to do was start my own business and what did you study at uni was it marketing I studied a bachelor of business at UCS and I did major in marketing I've always I've never been super creative I've always had more of that kind of business side of my brain that works better and I just felt like if I could build that foundation on business and you know really learn how to run a business the rest of the you know I've got a, a, a basic sense of what you need to you know be creative and and what like I guess what's needed so I felt it was a good foundation absolutely and did you always see yourself working in fashion kind of being around it at a young age always I just knew it it wasn't even a question I I feel like everyone was always thinking you know what am I going to do when I'm older and I always knew and I kind of found that found that weird like how do I know and how does no one else know what they want to do yeah so it was 
it was always something I just had known I was going to be in fashion and in the retail industry. That's great. It's good when you know what you want to do from a young age. Like I was the same. Like I knew what I wanted to do when I was like 15. So um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy and some people don't understand it, but sometimes it just clicks, you know? Exactly. And I guess you spent, you know, so long working out who you are. And it's funny when you're older and you realize, oh God, why did I get started in the fashion industry? I could have made a lot more money as a lawyer. Or, you know. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> but we do it because we love it. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes, always. And what's been your experience in the industry uh, prior to starting LMS. So I know that you, obviously you were working as a buyer. So when was kind of like that leap of faith where you're like, okay, I'm actually going to do it? I'd always known, like I said, what I wanted to do and that I wanted to start my brand. And then while I was buying, I, I just kept noticing such a gap in the market in the footwear market for, you know, there was a gap between the high-end designer shoes and then that kind of low-end, really affordable footwear. And there just wasn't that much in between. And I always had people, you know, coming and asking me for fashion advice. Where can I buy shoes for work? Or what heels can I wear to a wedding that are comfortable? And it was, you know, then I was like, okay, I want to do that. And I, I woke up one day and I'm like, I haven't done it yet. I'm still in the same role, you know, it's been five years. And that just, it was just kind of like a epiphany moment. I woke up one morning, I'm like, I'm going to start. So I launched almost just over a year ago in January last year. Wow. And um, I probably started concepting a year before that. So, yeah. Wow. So it took you about a year to get it off the ground. Yeah, exactly. So how has the past year or so been for you, you know, within your first year of business? You know, I was actually talking about this the other day that when you own your, when you're in your own business, there are such highs and such lows and you can't even compare it to working for someone else. And, you know, while in the last year or two of my last job, I was pretty unhappy. It was kind of like a consistent level. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, when you're in your own business, there is it's one day you're feeling like on top of the world and the next day it's like all comes crashing down and I think it's also partly because I am doing it by myself yeah. so you don't really have anyone to share those highs and lows with yeah um but it, it has but it's been amazing and I really wouldn't change it for the world and I'm so happy that I work for myself and I'm my own boss and I'm you know proud of where I've come to so far so yeah it's challenging but it's also very rewarding yeah absolutely and with all the challenges yeah you get all the rewards and it's not always um bad which is great and thank god exactly so what was your initial vision for the brand and what's your point of difference to other shoe brands on the market I guess not just cost but also in design or the way it feels or anything along those lines yeah so I just felt you know if I looked at myself which I always do as a consumer Mm. I follow influences I follow celebrity styling and pop culture and I'm looking at you know the likes of Bella Hadid and Hailey Bieber and you know a lot of this kind of Victoria's Secret models and what are they wearing and you know I didn't want to spend 500 to a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes and I felt like what was out there that probably was more affordable was maybe a bit you know not so fashionable not so fashion forward so I felt I wanted to create something that was really fashion forward for that girl that that customer that's on Instagram you know what's trending at the moment or or you know what are the people that she's looking up to wearing but at an affordable price point and from a design point of view I wanted to I wanted my shoes to be classic and I didn't want to create you know to buy into that movement of fast fashion where fashion is so disposable so I guess all of the shapes that I design or silhouettes are quite classic and simple in a way and then how I really feel like I bring them to life or make them really unique is by 
you know, selecting some interesting fabrics or materials and maybe something, some that are a bit unconventional that you wouldn't traditionally see in footwear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Is How long does it take you to kind of, um, I guess, design and, and, you know, that whole from concept to launch when it comes to collections or new styles? How long can it take you to kind of be like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the shoe. This is the design. So I, I work quite, I guess, interestingly, I I always like to work really fast mm-hmm. and I'm quite impulsive like that. So for me, I'm like, okay, I need to design my next collection. Um, I'm going to put one day aside and I'm just going to spend the whole day to lock myself up and design it. And I guess it's also because when you run your own business, you're doing everything. You're doing customer service and you're, you know, packing orders and there's so much that you're doing that you don't have the luxury of spending, you know, a few weeks or a long time on the design process. Mm-hmm. So after I've done that, initial design um i will send that to my factory and get some first samples and with you know before this time with coronavirus i was traveling to um to guangzhou in china to my factory and i would then fit the samples i'd go to the fabric market which is my favorite part and also i think the yeah, part that makes fun. the shoes yeah it makes the shoes like so unique because i'm going and hand picking you know materials that really pop out to me in the market so that's really and then i spend about one to two days there so all in all the design process is probably less than a week for me wow. um from from design to then obviously it takes you've got to factor in the time it takes for the factory to send you the samples but the yep. time I spend on it would only be about a few days wow and do you like hand draw or do you design on a computer I guess it's a bit of a fun fact I'm actually not a designer by trade and I think I really like to tell people that because I want other entrepreneurs or people who want to start their own business to know that you don't have to necessarily have the skill set sometimes you fall into a career that might not necessarily be what you would have wanted or thought and, and you can pivot and you can change without having that skill set that people spent years creating so I'm not I can't sketch to save my life (laughs) and I can't design but I have an idea and I think that's the most important part is I have an idea and I have a vision and I'll find as many photos or to write as many paragraphs as I need to explain exactly what I want yeah. to the factory and I and I'm happy with the what, what comes from it yeah. so yeah that's really cool at least you're finding a way to communicate it that works for you and that as long as you're getting that result in the end then you know you still exactly. have the product so that's great yeah and yeah. I think that you can definitely work like that and you, and just as long as you know you know what you want and mm. you have a clear vision you'll definitely succeed absolutely good advice and so your shoes have been worn by the likes of Bella Hadid Emma Roberts and Whitney Port. So how did you manage to get your shoes on their feet? Yes, I know that that's definitely one of the highs, you know, in the last year is, is seeing my shoes and my designs on some of the biggest celebrities and it really helps validate what I do and then I'm on the right path. Yeah. So the, the way I got them on those girls is that I was, I was working with a PR agency in the US that a friend introduced me to and PR agencies in the US, they really focus on celebrity placements. And that's right. pretty much most of what they do is have a close relationship with a style, celebrity stylist or personal assistant and send, you know, lookbooks or new collections all the time. And what's interesting is I actually sent quite early on, I think, a few pairs to Khloe Kardashian and I was so excited and then nothing really came from it. So, right. you know, you can send and send and send it and it doesn't, you know, it's not always going to play out the way you, you think it is. Yeah. And with Be- with Bella Hadid particularly, um, her stylist Mimi Cottrell actually reached out 
a few days before Milan Fashion Week requesting some pairs for Gigi and Bella. Wow. And I sent them thinking, you know, nothing's really going to come from it. And then two days later, I get a, I get sent a photo of Bella in the shoes, which was amazing. Wow. And as I always say, all the stars have to align to get a photo of a celebrity, especially in shoes, because yeah. it's right at the bottom of your body. Exactly. They're often cropped out. Yeah. And yeah, and for them to, you know, be wearing it for paparazzi to be there at that exact time. So it, yeah, it's, it's really, I guess you have to kind of be quite lucky in that regard. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a huge step. So congrats for, um, for that success. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome. So tell me about your personal style and how it's reflected in your designs. So I've always been quite simple and I guess classic in how I in how I dress and I wear I love vintage denim. I have so many pairs and my favourite outfit is a pair of like oversized vintage jeans, either a white singlet and a tee and then statement footwear. Love which that. I guess yeah. really lends itself well to what I'm doing because it's all about shoes and now I have a shoe wardrobe that's overflowing with shoes. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of minimalistic in the, on the clothing front and, yeah, really kind of transform how I, you know, my outfit by what shoes I'm wearing. And I, I really do build my outfits from the bottom up, like what shoes do I want to wear today? Okay, I'm just going to throw on a pair of jeans or um, a cute kind of dress. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's great that you're able to, like, identify your style so simply, but also that just surrounds shoes. And that's great. It's like your focal point and then you kind of just build from there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you also have a vegan collection within the brand. So why was that important for you to do? So I launched the vegan collection late last year and it was because of the customer feedback I'd received. I, being a direct-to-consumer brand, the, the best part about it is that you have that one-on-one communication with your customer. And I, you know, I'm the one who's answering all the DMs on Instagram or the comments or the emails and I'm able to see and hear what customers actually want. Yeah. And so a lot of customers were reaching out and saying, do you have any of your shoes that don't um, consist of animal products? And, you know, after hearing it a few times, I really thought, okay, well, there's obviously a market for it and it's obviously really important to potential customers of mine. So I wanted to really be able to offer, you know, amazing heels and shoes for that customer that wants a vegan style. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's really good. And obviously a great point there to also make sure you're listening to your customers and what they want, because I find that sometimes things are just oversaturated and brands don't always take things on board from customers, which is wild to think. But obviously being such a new brand, it's great that you're already adapting and already really listening and delivering on that. Yeah, 100%. And I, you know, I take it to heart when I get a bad review or customers unhappy. It really, it really kind of ruins my day and it makes me upset because I really want all of my customers to be so happy with their purchase and, and 99% of them are, but it's like the one that can really affect you. So it's so important to listen to your customers because, you know, I also have a repeat customer that has, you know, I've been noticing that there are customers that have about five pairs of LMS shoes in their wardrobe, which is amazing to me. And, and I need to cater to them. If they love my brand so much, I need to hear what they want to see yeah, going forward. Exactly. Yeah, that's so important. And that's a great way to be. So you're already doing really well. And do you have a favorite design that you've made so far oh that's a tough one <laughs> i think it would have to be i've got this shoe called the lila and zebra and it's a little kitten heel and it's in a zebra print awesome. and i love it i love it that's a, again the perfect shoe to wear with you know jeans and a, and a plain tee and it really 
your eyes are just drawn to the shoot because yeah. they're so out there. Yeah, absolutely. That would look awesome. What a great outfit. I love a statement shoe. <laughs> so you're speaking my language there. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and so working with shoes is a bit of a different ball game to garments. So what's been the biggest challenge for you? You're so right. It, it, it's definitely challenging and it's something I kind of only really realised how challenging it can be by, you know, being in the business. And I think anything even when it comes to clothing as well, when you have sizes, it makes things much trickier. And shoes are even harder because, you know, if you order a dress or a t-shirt online and maybe it's a little bit small or maybe it's a little bit big, you can kind of get away with it or you can, you know, if it's big, you can get it altered. With shoes, like it has to be the perfect fit. People aren't going to settle for any less. Yeah. And yeah, so it's really challenging and that, you know, especially being an online business, if it doesn't work, the customer then what needs to return their item. And that's why I do offer free returns because I know people are nervous around buying shoes online. But it makes it challenging. And and the other thing is with shoes is they're really bulky and heavy. So that means that when I ship customer orders, it's it's more expensive than shipping something like an item of clothing because, you know, the shoes can weigh up between one and two kilos with the box as well. So my international freight is expensive. Uh, And at the same time, customers today are expecting free shipping. And I do offer that, but it just, you know, obviously eats into your overall profit and, and yeah, it's that's definitely one of the biggest challenges I've seen so far. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to that, speaking of sizing, how do you go about putting together a size guide for shoes? Is is it easier than it sounds or can it be a bit difficult to kind of like decide how that goes? Is there like a standard way to do it? Yeah, so I guess you kind of, after doing some research and especially at Glue, um, having, you know, some of that data that I've seen over the years is that, that you know what the more popular sizing is. And so, but when I started, I guess I was, you know, kind of just winging it. And now I've noticed that the bigger sizes have actually been really popular. And um, after my second collection, I actually launched into a size 42 after, wow. again, customer feedback. And so you kind of have to learn things along the way, but it's, it's challenging because if you, you know, if I bought a lot of size 35, for example, which is my smallest size and they haven't sold, then, you know, you could sit on that stock for a long time. Yeah. If people, you know, if, if it's not suiting your market. Your yeah. clientele. So when you when you went up to the larger sizes, like up to forty two, were you ordering kind of less quantities of that, or were you keeping it the same as the other quantities? Yeah, I was being a bit more conservative and ordering small amounts. But yeah. every time it surprises me how quickly they sell out because I really I think those customers they're kind of starved in the market. They you know I get a lot of yeah. customers in the store saying so happy you have a size forty two. I can't find it anywhere. So now. They come to LMS for all of their sh- their fashion shoes because they know we've got their size and with other brands, they don't. Yeah, that's great. That's such a, a smart way to go about it too because you need to cater for everyone that you can, you know. People yeah. have small feet. People have, you know, big feet. It's just, it's the way it is, you know. There's no standard size there. So, no, that's really great. Exactly. And what's even harder is it's not always about length. Some, some people have a wider Wide, foot. Some yeah. people have a narrow Yep. The arch can also affect how a shoe fits. So there's Absolutely. so many different elements to making that shoe fit perfectly. Yeah, so many factors to go into into that. I can't even imagine. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And um, what's yeah. been the biggest learning curve starting your own brand? I have to say that at I really wanted to rely on other people's expertise and I didn't have the confidence that I could do everything myself. And then what I realized was that things are going to take longer if I'm relying on someone else or maybe they're not going to care as much because it's not their business. And and what I learned quite quickly was that no one's going to do the job you need better than yourself. And a lot of of times you can do it and 
you know, that's why we've got the internet and there's tutorials and there's chat to other people and businesses and, and get advice because you, you know, all you need is just to do a little bit more research and chances are you'll be able to do it. And my best story is that with my logo, I didn't want to pay money to get a logo created and I just ended up finding some random font online and <laughs> said I said that to my factory because they were like hassling me we need a logo to produce your shoes and I, it was something that I was so nervous and I hadn't thought about and you know eventually I, I changed it once I was starting to work with the graphic designer but you know it was fine no one looks and said oh I don't like that logo you know you're so I guess precious and careful about how your brand is when you first launch and how people perceive it but there are things that people brush past so quickly that you've spent hours or days, you know, yeah. thinking about. Yeah, so true. That's a really um, interesting point. Yeah, that's that's really great and great that you were able to just settle on, you know, something like that and be happy with it. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think you don't have to, and what I've learned as well, is you don't have to go to market with the best, you know, the best version of your brand. It will mm. evolve over time and as you learn your, about your customers and about the market, things will change. Yeah, absolutely. So true. And what advice would you have for someone wanting to start their own accessories label? I'd say that it's really important to do the research, to understand what's involved in regards to how much money is needed. You know, what do I, what, what's it going to take to be a profitable business? Because, you know, I was quite like young and naive, maybe even two years ago, going into it thinking, I'm going to start my brand, not even thinking, how am I going to attract customers? How am I going to make it successful and profitable? And, you know, with one thing, creating a product and bringing it to life, it's another thing to make it successful and mm-hmm. to make people want to buy it. So it's important to, I guess, give yourself all of that information and, and talk to people, talk to other female founders or, or business owners and, and just, you know, get a lay of the land and, and, and just prepare yourself that it's, it's not going to be an easy journey, but that shouldn't deter you either. And that, yeah, as long as you've got all the information and you know that there are going to be challenges along the way, then definitely still go for it. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, re- really real too. And um, yeah, no, that's awesome advice. And I'm sure that listeners will be able to take that on board. And um, I guess if, if it's something you really want to do, you just kind of dive in and make sure you have a plan, which always helps. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Did you have like a business plan going into it? I did. And I think someone was asking you that was the other day. I said, I did a business plan. I think I showed it to one person. But it was, and, that, and I haven't looked at it since, but it's still really important because I think the best thing a business plan is for is the best it's best for you to really, again, like I said, do the research, do the information, get out on paper what you actually want and it will yeah. really help you realize what's the market like and, and what's the gap in the market and, and what what kind of what price point do I want to set for my product and, you know, it kind of makes you, forces you to ask yourself the hard questions. So and it's, true. The, yeah, it's best for you to do that and, of course, showing it to people to even validate your idea is also something that's really important. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of the time we can easily just carry our thoughts and not put it down to paper or anything. And I feel like it's it's so much more freeing when you can even say it out loud or put it down on paper because it can just get trapped in your head and then you overthink and then you never action it. Yeah, totally. And, and it would evolve as you write it. Like you said, it'll get it out on paper. Your idea evolves and more ideas flow. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And what's been the best part of having your own brand? Oh, that's a really hard one. There are so many parts that I love and I love being my own boss and that's something that I've always wanted. And just the passion, like, you know, I just launched my new collection and I was so excited. This is my fourth collection. I was so excited to actually wear the new styles. Yeah. And so, 
you know, to still have that love and passion for something, you know, that you're in every single day and every hour and, you know, apart from all of the tough times you still have you know love for what you do is something that's really unique and you're not always going to find working for someone else absolutely I agree with that that's yeah that's a great point I've um, heard that one over the years and I'm like that is so true (laughs) yeah (laughs) and where do you see LMS in the next few years and what's your goal for the brand so I guess you know having this time to reflect you know with the country going into lockdown and having to self-isolate I really I, I, you know sometimes you just kind of on autopilot and you're just go 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 and you don't ever really stop to think or kind of take a bird's eye view of your business yeah. and what you're doing every day and, and I was able to kind of think you know what do I want from the brand and I'm actually exploring some new categories um, right. outside of shoes which will be exciting and I'm definitely looking into some potential retail partnerships and brand collaborations as well awesome. so there are a few kind of exciting things in the pipeline and I think those will really develop over the next two years. Amazing. That sounds fantastic. I can't wait to see. I know, me too. I'm like, like I said, I'm very impatient. I just want it to all happen <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm quite impatient too. So I understand. <laughs> um, so I thought I'd dive into a few random questions for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, number one, what's your party trick? Oh my God, what's my party trick? <laughs> That's a hard one. Um, I can, well, it's kind of one that I don't do on purpose, but when I laugh really hard, I snort and it just shocks people when they haven't heard me laugh before and it really gets the party going. Everyone has a good laugh. That's so cute. I love that. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. That's amazing. And number two, would you rather always have a pebble in your shoe or always have a blister when wearing shoes? Oh, my God. They're both so bad. (laughs) I hate blisters, though, and I have really low pain threshold, so I'm going to have to go with the pebble in my shoe, but that kills me just to think about that. (laughs) Oh, that... They're horrible, isn't it? It's like having like wet socks. Like I just can't deal. Oh, and also when your sock falls under your foot. Oh, that is so frustrating. It's the worst. That's also one of yeah. The amount of times that I've, you know, put on socks and, you know, put on sneakers and going about my day and I'm like, oh my God, I've chosen the wrong pair of socks today. It's just sliding off yeah. my foot every five seconds. Oh, it's terrible. I know. I know. It kills me. Oh, I feel you. <laughs> and um, number three, what movie could you watch over and over again? Ooh, I have to say, when I was younger, my mum always laughed. Every Saturday night, I'd watch Grease. Oh, my God. With, yeah, um, Olivia Newton-John, and I just watch that on repeat. So I'm going to have to say that and just stick with my childhood obsession. Oh, my God, I love that. I feel like we have so much in common because I used to watch oh, Grease on repeat as well. How <laughs> oh, good that. Oh, my God, it's so funny. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God, we are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> we need to meet. I know, person. after lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm in Brisbane though, so, you know, it might be a bit of a... a might take time, but yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Lisa, you've been so amazing. Thank you so much for giving me insight into the world of shoes and everything that you're doing, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much. It was fun. No worries. I'll talk to you very soon. All right. Thanks.